Bad dreams of pavement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot. Bad dreams. <laughs> Series 2 of Hoo-Ha. Lifers. It's a working title we're going with. Just made that up. So I'm sitting in my backyard drinking a glass of red wine, listening to the crickets and the birds and the ambulance sirens, looking at a swing set and a flowering large astromia, pinker than a salmon on the fucking fry pan. Um, you know, one of the great parts about being in a band is becoming part of a community of fellow creatives, musicians, crew and music lovers. And this is where we introduce you to some of these great people who you probably already know or you may not know. And um, who better to kick it off with this series than Scott Camberg, a.k.a. Spiral Stairs, uh, founding member of Indie Rock Legends Pavement. Um, he has solo projects, Preston School of Industry and the eponymous Spiral Stairs. Also, I like to have a bit of fun when I say Spiral Stairs and say Spiral Stairs. Just like the um, that ad that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, so get fucked. Um, Scott, Steve Malcolmus and Pavement pretty much created the template for a new generation of alternative guitar bands in the 90s. They remain a legendary act who sound as fresh today as they did back then. Their DIY approach and integrity has ensured their place in the pantheon of guitar rock. Uh, Alex and I, well mainly Alex, spoke to Scott about Australia, football, uh, the enigmatic Gary Young, and we play our first game of rock and roll roulette. This was recorded backstage at the Thebiton Theatre last week. Today's date is 27th, 26th of February 2023. So now this episode is timestamped and I think that's a good thing. I think everything should be timestamped, including urine retract infections. Where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Well, welcome to Adelaide. We know you're um, yes. a fan of AFL. Oh, yes, this I is am. A, Don't cry um, for the crows. Um, that's actually an unsuccessful bit of merch from our last album. <laughs> and this is um, nice. a hat that I stole from my old man's house. A mem- Crows membership. Oh, yes. You can feel free to discard yes. it. Yes. I love the Crows. Who, who's your team? Well, when I first came to um, uh, Australia, um, I asked my, my buddies in this, this band called Jersey. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, so this AFL thing, I'm like, what is it? And they're like, you know, you know. So we went to a couple matches and I said, okay, I want to be a fan of the most ridiculous team. And they said, Fremantle Dockers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I they gave me a jersey with spiral on the back and everything. And 
And so, like, for, for years, I was a Frio Dockers fan. But once I met this guy named Jerome in, um, in uh, 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 Melbourne. Jerome is in St. Jerome. St. Jerome. Yeah. He basically, be a, he basically be made me become... Like- no, he made me become a Saint Kilda Saint. Oh no, you've gone from bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, the they're in the biggest prim- yeah premiership. They haven't won a premiership since 1957. So I went to the one in where they went to the grand final. We went to it and they lost, of course. Yeah. And then the next year they played too, but we were we were on tour, and so uh, so I got to watch three losses. Well, two losses and a tie. Back in the um, the heady days of the nineties, alternative scene. Were you allowed to like? Was the scene politics? Did it allow you to be into sport? Mm. Tennis. You know what? We didn't give a shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you know, I guess it was the whole anti-jock thing was part of the yeah movement. yeah. But but we were kind of a little before that. You know. Like, yeah. We it, there was really wasn't like an anti sport thing you know and yep. and even if there was most people like sports anyway yeah you know i mean i'm sure like you know you know kathleen from you know bikini kill probably likes basketball yeah well, i don't know <laughs> well actually our band actually <laughs> met at a it's funny in i think in australia maybe in the mid 2000s it wasn't cool to be into football if you're a musician really but our band actually met at a f- where we we played football. Yeah, and then, which was pretty uncool. But then, over the past ten years, there's been the introduction of this. I mean, like many sports, football's had a culture problem in this yeah, country. You know, sure. people raping and drugs. Totally. Taking, yeah. yeah, and so they've had, tried to have a go, a bit of a makeover. And now there's the women's league, which has been very successful and good. Yeah. But now football's become like hip. Yeah. And the hipster team in Melbourne to support is the Western Bulldogs. So all these people that would have been Really? All these people that were disdainful of of me for playing football back in the day. Yeah. Are now like, yeah, Bulldogs. Like and they're playing and there's a there's wow. even a pub football league. What? So all yeah. those inner north pubs like the Toads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've they've got a, a team, they've got a league that plays. It's very inclusive, like men yeah. and women. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. But now football's on trend. Which is we find a bit hard to take having actually played the game. What about cricket? What about cricket? Are the no. India Rockers into cricket? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I dabble in test match, but well, Ali's yeah. Know. I think if you yeah. test match cricket is cool. Yeah. All that other. The, what about Big Bash? Nah, Strikers. That's, that's bastardized. <laughs> you know what? All yeah. I watched. I watched fifty-eight of the sixty-three Big Bash League games oh. because I was in California and it was it was around. They would always come on at like eight o'clock at night. And my kid would go to bed, and I would just, I would, I had it on the on the computer, and I just kind of watch it for a couple hours, and then I'd fall asleep, and then it was perfect thing to fall asleep to. But it was it was pretty exciting because it's kind of like you know, kind of you know, not the complete stars, but like the kind of guys below who were, but they were. It was cool. I love. I mean, I, you know. I'm more Aussie than you guys. <laughs> Pretty much.
I'd interrupt the podcast. It's Galen here. I'm the podcast. I'm the fact checker for the podcast. Just thought I should let you guys know that um, uh, they're about to talk about a guy called Gary Young, who was like in the in pavement from like the early days, like probably like third member. And then he like had his studio and pavement recorded there, and he played on like the first few EPs and album, slanted and enchanted and shit. And like he he became famous around Stockton for like um, booking shows for like Black Flag and um, Circle Jerks. But then, oh yeah, and he also like handed out fish and like cabbages and vegetables to the crowd and stuff and be- became a bit of a local legend. So anyway, yeah, my name's Galen. That was the fact-checking part of the episode. So back to the show. Cheers. Thanks so much for having <laughs> us on this show. It's a massive yes. honour for us. It's um, a pleasure. One thing I wanted to ask, you know, I think in, I don't know, in a lot of bands you have characters that pass through your orbit that are usually, you know, you get to meet some pretty interesting people and- yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, part of pavement mythology is Gary. Like, what's what's he doing now? Well, Gary is, you know, for the last 30, whatever, when did we leave? When did Gary leave? Like, 94? Uh, you know, it's kind of, he's been in and out of our lives, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he's, all, he's, he's, he's great. I mean, his health isn't good. Yeah. Um, but these guys just made a movie about him. These guys from Stockton, they made who were his friends in bands with him over time, yeah. have just made a movie, and it's going to be uh, screening at South by in March. Oh, amazing! And we're in it. Um, it's it's great. It yeah. tells this great story about. I mean, Gary's life is insane, and we're like, you know, we were just a little part of it, yeah. and. Um, so you're a footnote. You're a footnote in his life. Basically, we're a footnote in his life. Yes, yeah. yes. I love the the all the names and description of the the cover bands that he played in. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He, I think he said he's he's he was in forty nine bands. Well, what was that? Was that the, Was that that? You want a drink? No, I've got some mezcal yeah. here. Oh, yeah. um, would you like some? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think he said he was in like 40, 49 bands and 48, 48 of them sucked. <laughs> Amazing. Did he like, was, did he have any, I mean, did he see the, t- the two of you guys and then later the band as any, was, was there any, did he see any sort of ambition in that for himself or was he it's a, was he the kind of guy that just rolled along no no he 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 thought he saw it as he finally made it oh okay. yeah yeah like he was that and that was the big stress in our in our relationship was he he had a brother who had like a studio in new york and they were just feeding him like all these things like you guys you know like they're gonna give you a million dollars and they're gonna you know you guys are this huge band and and we were kind of like we weren't, you know, yeah. we were a huge band in a little tiny scene. But Gary, Gary was just thought that we were, you know, a giant band just because we were playing with Nirvana, we were playing with, you know, Sonic Youth and stuff, and you know, they, they, those were big bands. Yeah, but we were we were small fries. But but in his head, he had finally made it, and and so it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty stressful. But he, but he was in really bad shape at that time. Yeah. 
you know. He um, would have died if he didn't leave pavement. Yeah. For sure. I think like one thing I really like about pavement and feel some sort of affinity is that I mean it's I'd call the term like record collector rock. Like when I yeah. hear about you guys talk about the band from the early days, it was about totally. uh recreating or emulating records you loved yeah. how did you find i've heard you talk about the clean for example mm-hmm. and the flying nun stuff like how did you find about how did how did you find that that stuff in that era well it was uh, there was college rock in america it was i i guess it's similar to like you know your kind of public stations here oh, right you know yeah. like they're but, like would they have played flying nun things yeah yeah, yeah. i heard about flying Nun because steve was went off to college in virginia and him and Bob had a, a show, and they somebody turned them on to Flying Nun Records. Yeah. And so then Steve told me about it. I was working in a record shop in California, so, like, I would have heard about it eventually. Yeah. But, yeah, you just hear, you heard about it through fanzines at the yeah. time, you know. And What yeah, Australian music easy. was on your radar in the early pavement days? Oh, I don't know. I mean. If any. I don't know. There was, there were like you know the typical bands, you know, like uh, go betweens. Yeah, 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 like the go betweens and, yeah. and uh, Nick Cave, I guess. Yeah, birthday party. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, but there was there were more like indie stuff too. Um, but then when we first came over and toured, mm. you know, it was like we played with like you know Scream Feeder and we played with. Uh, Dirty Three, and we played, right. you know, and then you kind of met some of these. Did you actually do an early Big Day Out? Or was. Never did Big Day no. Out, no. And, but Pav was the guy that. Pav did a thing called Somersault. Yeah. So it was kind of like a mini Big Day Out. He's an intriguing character, that man, for those of us in the <laughs> Australian music scene. Yeah. You know, obviously he's integral to the. His. Yeah. You know, early claim to fame was booking Nirvana before they blew up what was it like did he did he did he did you have much to do with him we did yeah because he was he he booked all of our early tours mm. and you know it was a big big part of why we were why we came here and why we kept coming here yeah who'd you play with when you were here who'd we play with um everybody you know like uh um i don't know Magic Dirt. We did a big tour with Magic Dirt. It was UMI? cool. We I don't think we ever played with UMI. That would have been really cool. I didn't hear New UMI until later. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you know, like later on, you start hearing more of the classic Aussie bands, you know. And I don't know. I mean, you told us you told us before you're um, moving to Melbourne. Yes. Yes, this, awesome. is, this is Mach 3. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll have to play Pub Footy. Yes. I, yes. I, I can hook you up with one of the yeah. – there's, there's a great rival. I'm sure you've heard of the Tote. Yes, yeah, yes. So there's a great rivalry in pub football between the team that I had a dalliance with, the Merry Creek Tavern Bats. They wear <laughs> Richmond covers, colours and the Tote who wear Collingwood oh, colours. Okay. And it's the Tote, the Bats are the perennial un- underdogs. Yeah. Uh, and the tote is, you know, there's some questions about that, whether they're really playing in the spirit of the comp because they get these, you know, they're almost like recruiting some oh. actual real players in. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, so this isn't the like 
the the like thing they have every year. This is actually a competition. Oh, it's yeah, it's not. It's it's related to the. It's the sort of same people involved as yeah. the community cup, but this oh, is actually okay. a, a competition. Oh, okay. Um, with each pub having a different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just don't play for the tote. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> I've played at the tote. I'm, I'm, you know, that's enough. It's a good, oh, the tote itself is great. Well, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. What the last? I actually was lucky enough to watch you in Chicago in 2010. No way. Yeah, was that the first? Like that Pitchfork Festival? Was that actually the first show back? Or had you done a few before that? No, we'd done we'd done tons of shows before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. Did you see the? Did you see the announcement? The the guy that came on and did the the intro. Yeah, but I didn't really. I did hadn't. I didn't you, really understand. You didn't it. Get- <laughs> yeah, who was that? That was this guy named Ryan who who, who worked at Drag City mm. Records, and he used to do this kind of uh, this little comedy skit before our shows back in the nineties as this like fake um, radio announcer. And so he and he'd rile up the crowd, you know, in this really kind of like fuck you way, and and so he did it at the Pitchfork Festival, but he did it kind of anti Pitchfork. No, uh, yeah. And the guy, the owner of Pitchfork, was over there, like he didn't, get, he wasn't didn't getting the joke. He didn't find it funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is good for me because they gave me bad reviews, and I was like, yeah, fuck that guy, fuck, yeah, <laughs> fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> um, yeah, Lightning Bolt played that as well. I remember oh. that was amazing too. How's this tool going? Yeah, good. Yeah. This is the end, kind of the end, um, or what seems like the end. I mean, we did in 2022, we did all the kind of main touring yeah. in the U.S. and the, in Europe and, and then Primavera, and, and it was, you know, huge shows. Yeah. And we played really good. Everybody's getting along really well. I mean, we've always got along, but yeah. we're playing really good. And so it's it's been really fun. and. Yeah, coming here is, you know, something that I've you know made sure we we did. You know, I I mean, it you know it's kind of at the very end of our little cycle. But I was like, we've got to come here, and you know, we've got so many fans. You're like an honorary Australian. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's 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 a special place in my with me because is your wife actually? She's Australian. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys meet? We met through Jerome, our friend Jerome, oh, yeah. and she used to work at, at one of his bars, yeah. uh, St. Jerome's, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was just kind of a time, I mean, Pavement came here a lot, and we always had a great time, but in the 2000s, yeah, I got divorced, and I was just like, I would come here and hang out for months, Yeah, and and I met so many great people, and and um yeah, and it's more my style. So yeah. All right, we probably better fast fire. Okay, yeah, we got we got a little segment. It's the only we thing we have prepared. We don't, actually don't, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea. We, it's a game we've act, we actually play we ourselves, can. but yeah. so it's, okay. You just you got to choose one mm. of two. So I mean, okay, Beatles or Stones. Fuck man, that's hard. You don't get it. There's no. You have to. Yeah. You have to choose. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but when? At what point in my life? Like right now, or now, when I was now? It's now. 
I would have said the Stones about three or four years ago, but now it's back to the Beatles after that movie. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, you, you, know? you vacillate with those two. Yes. Okay. I've got, got one actually. Roxy music before Avalon or Roxy music after Avalon? <laughs> you mean pretty or Roxy music with Eno or Roxy music without Eno? Well, no, you have to say Roxy Music's first five records or or the last three. Yeah, well, that's the question. <laughs> you create your own questions. That's fine. Oh, uh, the first five. Okay. Yeah. But um, I love Av- I love those three, and I love Avalon, but it's like kind of a different band. Joy Division or the Smiths? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I don't know. I mean, Joy Division. Joy Division. I can't. I mean, the Smiths were a huge part of my life, but like, I, I don't know if I can really listen. Okay, well, what to about them. Cure versus Cure New Order? Ooh, that's, that's hard. They're meant to be hard. That's hard, man. Oh, God. I can't think of them now. I would say the Cure. Yeah. Um, bad dreams of pavement. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bad dreams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks so much, Scott. Yeah. And we're so looking forward to watching the show. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you guys as well. And hopefully, we'll get meet on the football field in Melbourne. Yes, yes. <laughs> Scott Camberg, Spiral Stairs, Pavement, and Preston School of Industry. Um, what a guy. Very nice man. Encyclopedic knowledge of music, which we didn't even touch the surface of. We'd love to chat with him again. Uh, and you can, if you like that snackable little episode, you can subscribe and rate the show. I think people do that. I think that's a nice thing to do. Maybe four and a half, maybe just a solid four, I reckon. We're a solid four. And um, just like to reach out and say thanks to our, our major sponsors, LA Ice and Bilo Cola. Um, two, two beverages I'm very fond of. And I don't even know if they make them anymore, but thanks for sponsoring the show. And also thank you to um, Makita for. Just making solid batteries, lithium iron batteries that last a reasonable amount of time. And thank you for the three year warranty. I think that's a, it's a, it's a fair time frame to, um, to guarantee the product. So, got some more stuff coming. Got a single out. See you tomorrow. Uh, check it out. Go look at the clip. Had a lot of fun filming it. And uh, we'll see you on the next step. And uh, in the meantime, go and fuck yourselves, fellas. Just wait for a mate. Beautiful. Beautiful.